Hello and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. My name is Whitney McDonald and I'm the Deputy Editor of Bank Automation News. Joining me today is Naveed Anwar, Managing Director and Global Head of Digital for City Treasury and Trade Solutions. He's here to discuss how financial institutions can use AI, machine learning, and RPA to stay on top of data analytics to deliver results. So Whitney, thank you for having me. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll say that for uh, many of our clients across uh, different industry, the world is really changing and the pandemic accelerated the demand uh, for e-commerce, uh, particularly around the offerings that they had, as well as the digital experiences that they wanted to give. Uh, and now customers' expectations are they want to be informed uh, by the last great experience, no matter what the industry is, right? Like, so it's no different in the treasury world than what it is in the consumer world. Uh, over the last few years, City, particularly TTS, uh, has invested significantly uh, in data for our clients um, because in the world of increasing complexity, uh, decision makers need data to drive decision making. Uh, and these are head of treasuries who want to be able to have uh, data at their fingertips to be able to make a decision. Uh, for City, this has enabled us to identify growth opportunities as well as uh, areas in which we need to be investing in. Uh, having this data readily accessible uh, for us to identify, forecast, and manage our risk exposure. Uh, for example, um, amid the recent uh, events uh, that have been taking place in the market, uh, TTS was able to leverage real-time account balance and data to migrate um, and mitigate any of our risk exposures uh, and make informed decisions uh, to avoid current market instability uh, impacting uh, our balance sheet, as well as uh, uh, looking for the best interest for our clients. Uh, and another example would be we, we leverage data to analyze transaction flows uh, to help stakeholders uh, proactively manage uh, any inherent risks um, around activities that involve uh, our clients, including regulatory compliance as well. So this positions TTS uh, as a trusted advisor to many of our clients uh, and effectively really help us manage the relationship with them. So I, I hope that gives you a bit of a picture of how we actually leverage uh, data within City. Yeah, now if we can talk a little bit deeper about the tech side of it and how you dive into the data analytics of it, can you talk a little bit through how AI, machine learning and robotics even help you stay on top of this analysis? You know, this, this, this space is, <laughs> You, you blink and uh, a new technology is uh, pushed out. So you gotta be really careful on like uh, uh, the investments that you do. So uh, as our commitment uh, has been in the industry to really uh, transform uh, uh, the technology that is being utilized uh, at City, uh, what drives our commitment to, to innovation and data analytics is the fact that in the current environment, clients must have the tools to better understand the needs uh, of their own customers as well. So our platform technology is able to mine a vast body of data to help TTS understand uh, client preferences and needs as well as predict them, ultimately uh, providing clients uh, with relevant and competitive insights into today's what we call digital economy. So we use innovative technology to ensure we are um, at best understanding our own customers. For example, at City. We leverage uh, NLP, which is natural uh, language processing models to capture client feedback uh, so we can better understand what our clients are looking for and what the client sentiment is. 
Uh, our product and client support teams use these outputs to guide product development and uh, really manage our roadmap so that we are actually capturing that uh, feedback coming from uh, the clients. Um, again, from our vantage point, we're also seeing market leaders utilize uh, RPAs, which is robotic uh, process automation uh, to re reduce expenses and turnaround times for range of processes that they have on their side. Uh, customer service is a prime example. Simple robotics can manage many low value uh, touch points with customers by working through predefined processes thousands of times at the same high standard, right? Like where we would have had manual people uh, or manual intervention, we're, we're automating that piece. Um, aside from higher customer satisfaction, uh, it's the consistency and the quality of execution reduces the human error. Uh, such uh, is also reducing the risk and exposing sensitive data to human operators as well. So, like, so when you get machines involved, uh, you can actually get through that uh, much faster. Uh, once RPA processes uh, are embedded within operations, enhancing this process through predictive modeling is relatively straightforward. So uh, there is an opportunity for having AI to learn from those models. Uh, and so this then has a bigger impact uh, of uh, what, what we are actually producing. So those, that is a few ways that how we're using NLP, RPA, uh, AI and automation uh, in the way that we actually look at analytics uh, within city. Now, with having access to all this data, and you just talked through the technology in place in order to understand all of this data, how can kind of bigger picture here, financial institutions leverage this technology and their own data in order to see growth? Look, uh, FIs are redefining the way that uh, technology is used within their environment as well, right? Uh, where if uh, these institutions didn't exist, uh, innovation wouldn't be coming to the forefront. And we've seen that uh, uh, for many years uh, in the industry. In the current environment, it is critical that financial institutions also transform alongside with their customers, right? Like, so they're at the cutting edge um, and those who don't do so will fail. Um, and, uh, and those who fail to understand that role that data plays in this transformation may not be able to operate at the speed uh, that today's leading companies, particularly uh, the fintech industry and e-commerce firms expect. Uh, prioritizing uh, self-transformation helps financial institutions keep pace with innovations in data management and analytics, uh, making it easier to launch new offerings while remaining compliant with regulators. Uh, for Citi, data um, and analytics play a major role in understanding how customers operate. Uh, this enables us to both identify solutions that may be applicable, uh, which are now, and ideate for new offerings for the future. Uh, an example on this one would be the way that we use internal data, like transaction data, allows us uh, an FI to uh, drive numbers for crucial insights about their clients, right? So when we give that insights over to the uh, businesses and clients, uh, such a business cycle information concentration uh, will allow us to have less risks um, and geopolitical uh, exposure as well. So this is where we're helping the uh, FIs uh, use the data to drive some insights. And then uh, from an external data source, uh, such as credit data, information about markets, uh, we, we can go into demographics, competitors and industries uh, at enterprise, enterprise level information. We can also create a rich a uh, vein of insights that can be redefined to both identify where opportunities 
might be there uh, in there in the market that they can grow, or where their risk exposures might be uh, for an FI's uh, uh, level at an appetite level. Um, so uh, that's where we kind of like try to optimize uh, by working uh, with data with them. Now, if we could talk a little bit about the flip side here of missed opportunities, if FIs aren't leveraging their data um, that they do have access to, can we talk a little bit about what they would be missing out? Look, uh, if if we did not expose uh, uh, the data to uh, the FIs, uh, they would not be able to make uh, the predictive uh, analytics for um, uh, for their customers. They will not be able to kind of uh, leverage the data to create the insights for a better user experience as well, as well as not keep up with like what's happening in their competitive landscape as well. So I think it's important for them uh, to leverage this data. Those are the kind of opportunities that they miss. Um, and, and sometimes uh, when you don't have those insights in place, uh, uh, that can lead into you not being relevant. And none of these FIs uh, want to be in that space. So they always want to be relevant. So having that data uh, as, as an asset uh, and available to them on their fingertips is something I think these clients uh, really uh, want to have and, uh, and, and work with City to make sure that they have that uh, readily accessible. Now, speaking of data as an asset, wondering how you approach all this data without getting overwhelmed. And then if you could tie in a little bit the heightened regulatory scrutiny around data and, and what you're seeing in that space. Could you could you talk about how you're approaching data in that front? Yeah, look, uh, everyone in the industry wants to utilize data, but really what you have to start thinking about is what is the data life cycle, right? Like from the moment that you actually have bursts of data to the moment that you really have to uh, destruct or delete the data, right? There's a whole life cycle uh, of data management that has to be in place. Uh, and particularly around when you talk about data management, data governance is the key aspect here. Uh, avoiding the duplication of the data, reporting and relating uh, related processes can be difficult to in enforce in large organizations where there are so many people. So you really have to put the checks and balances in place um, uh, through a producer and consumer model, like who can subscribe to the data, who can actually build the data, and then who has access to that data. Uh, a centrally mandated approach to data governance and data management in the wider sense also means that uh, regulatory requests and requirements are easier to address, right? Like when you have that data management and governance structure in place in the organization, it's easy to kind of like uh, address any needs that are coming from the regulators. Uh, it's, it becomes really crucial in an organization at the size of what City is that everyone is clear what our data management policy dictates the standards that we put in place to support those requirements and where we have controls embedded in the data life cycle to ensure policy adherence uh, across our federated footprint. Because what we don't wanna do is become a bottleneck by having a governance organization. We wanna make sure that people in the organization have access to the data and access is given to the people that really need access to the data. Uh, you, you correctly allude uh, that look, the fact of regulatory pressure on data-driven uh, processes are even higher uh, now, which means that data leverage uh, for decision-making must be of the highest quality, right? Because those decisions that we're making in real, near real time 
uh, have to make sure that the data that we're actually utilizing for analytics is of the best quality. And to address this reality, it is critical for FIs and organizations to invest both in infrastructure that can handle large amounts of data in safe and encrypted manner, right? Like uh, you wanna make sure that the data is not being exposed in uh, clear text. Uh, there's some uh, encryption put on it as well. And then to top it all off, uh, you need to make sure that you have the talent that has the ability to and the willingness to challenge every initiative uh, around uh, its data source as well, right? Like, because you can't just expect what is being given to you is actually correct, like unless and until you understand and utilize data, you can't take someone from one job family and move them over just to take a look at that data. Uh, this for us helps ensure the highest quality, uh, quality of data that is being used uh, in all our decision-making. And with the large volumes of data, uh, automation is also a key, right? Um, as it's simply impossible uh, for uh, corporations or larger FIs to manually monitor all transactions uh, that might be violating uh, regulatory requirements. Uh, so ultimately it's uh, leveraging data uh, is to really empower uh, uh, for us for better decision-making. A lot of the brands who need to succeed in the digital economy, uh, they need to make sure that they need to keep in mind that the best practices around data management, data policy is being put in place within their walls so that they can have better insights for their customers um, and for their customers uh, while meeting the highest levels of the regulatory requirements. So it's a, it's a complex topic, but uh, I think you can, through the right data management policies and governance in place, manage it to the highest level as well. Now, before we, we close things out, wondering if there is any way that you can quantify or, or share some uh, improved client experiences or monetary savings or time savings that you've seen uh, because of the, this use of data? Uh, look, in the last year, City, uh, particularly City TTS, reported about a 34% increase year over year in revenue, uh, more than 12 billion in 2020, uh, 2022. Um, uh, our TTS business uh, uh, growing revenue to work by investing significantly to modernize our platform so we can better leverage data, right? So we're investing back in from a, from a technology point of view. Uh, our data driven insights uh, have assisted. Uh, driving actionable client insights for supplementing business development uh, opportunities through self-service through tools as well. For example, leveraging data-driven origination can activate possible incremental revenue and increase uh, client confidence uh, through customized solutions that we give them. Uh, utilizing data campaigns is an efficient uh, method to proactively identify sales leads and will, 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 will leads into revenue generation as well. Uh, data insights help drive action towards open items uh, that the customers are giving us uh, feedback on so that we can actually uh, proactively work on fixing those issues uh, and re re uh, resolve them for our client executives so that they know that City is on their side and it's listening to them and we're acting on their feedback because that's uh, very important for us. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, look, there have been major advancements in uh, AI and machine learning in, in, in the past few months, uh, um, uh, more so, uh, and financial institutions are constantly assessing new innovations and ideas. But when we work in a regulated environment, we have to be very careful on what technologies that we are implementing with the right regulatory 
uh, oversight in place uh, so that we can implement the right solutions uh, for, uh, for our clients, uh, use our data analytics for a better customer experience. Uh, and it would behoove me if I wouldn't speak on one particular topic uh, um, as, as we think about uh, your, your, your uh, podcast on automation, uh, specifically around how we onboard customers uh, within city, right? Uh, Whitney, I know that you're especially interested in automation, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, uh, one area that we have been really, really looking uh, and investing deeply is around the onboarding of our clients onto a city platform, be that from an account opening point of view, be that from a product integration point of view, uh, be that from the way that they actually operate and do things from a self-service manner. Uh, in particular, we've looked to add value for our customers uh, by creating opportunities where we're looking at from an end-to-end -end client interaction point of view. Um, and so we're looking in automating many of these processes so that this can be done in a very timely manner uh, where uh, the account opening along with the KYC uh, pieces uh, are done in a way that uh, the client doesn't feel that this is a very long and cumbersome uh, process. Uh, so automation really helps us uh, generate measurable metrics. Um, at the end of the day, City believes that we need to think more like a tech company versus a traditional bank. And that's the approach that we're using across city, uh, particularly in TTS, uh, as, as we think about automation. Uh, in this crowded space of uh, banking for a, a treasury, the bank that is going to really win, who's really have the client experience at the top of their priorities and imperatives. Uh, and that's something that we live and breathe on a daily basis that uh, we obsess about client experience, we obsess about the success of our clients, and we have a very servant uh, mentality within City that we are here to do what we can to make our customers successful. Um, so that's one message that I would give out to uh, your listeners as well, that City is a bank which is on your side, and client experience is of the utmost importance to us. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on LinkedIn. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news.